Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. We are looking forward to a huge night, right, Jake? Huge night in the playoffs. We were, we were celebrating the Game 1 victory. We're going to see if the Pels can pull it off again tonight in Game 2. Uh, Gus Cattengill joins us every Tuesday morning around 8 o'clock from ESPN NOLA. What's up, Gus? How you doing this morning, bud? Doing well, man. How are you? Uh, how fired up were you? throughout game one and then the way it played out there in the final minutes with the Pels winning a road win. Uh, it, it, was, it was a microcosm of the season, wasn't it? Highs and lows, man. You sit there and, you know, the game couldn't have started out any better. And on, obviously when you're on the road and you're playing in a place that is known for its, you know, how loud it is and the fan support, you just got to survive that first quarter, man. You know, you you got to survive it. You know the emotion's going to be there. And, but you saw immediately they were relaxed and um, executing, not making mistakes. And, you know, boom, they, they jump out to the lead. You're seeing them going back and forth early, and then it starts to separate to double digits, and it kind of held it at double digits for a while. And when it pushes up to 19, I'm like, dude, did you know, it's like immediately you're like, this is awesome. And you're kind of shocked, and then you go, no, wait a minute, you know, it's, even what I told you guys last Tuesday or, you know, what I say on my show, that I thought there were five or six reasons this team could make a run. And I liked the draw or at least which side of the bracket that they were on because if somehow San Antonio could make a, a push and, you know, somehow steal that series, I'll give the edge to, to New Orleans. But, um, you know, even if it is the Warriors, they, they battled them. You know, I mean, they led a couple of those games by 20 points. So the – but some of the reasons I thought that they could make a run and they were going to be playing well is, A, first and foremost, they've been playing under pressure for a month and a half. So how is this going to be any different and change? They've had to win games on the road in front of packed houses. I mean, anywhere other than the Smoothie King Center, it's, it's, you know, it's a playoff atmosphere for the most part for most of the teams that they've played. They go out on the road and they win three straight as part of that five-game win streak to end the season. Those are not bad places to go out and win and you know, even though the Suns were out of it, they still got a nice crowd there, man. And, you know, it, it's still going on the road and taking care of business. And that Saturday before the season ended, they went to Golden State, uh, a game after Steve Kerr challenged his team for getting after getting beat by the Pacers, which, as you see now, they're not a bad team. Um, so you figured they were going to come back with it. And, dude, Durant was going back and forth with them. He was knocking down huge threes. They were knocking down big shots. And they held off the Warriors at Oracle. That game really made me go, well, why not then? You know? I mean, AD knows one thing more than anything else. 
you make your name in the playoffs. He's been saying that the last three years that he hadn't been in, right? He's been saying that. He's like, dude, it, that you look at the two big national interviews he had this year, or Janowski, that, hey, look, I'm not asking to leave, but, you know, we got to win. And then Rachel Nichols, uh, right before the end of the season, where she asked him basically, hey, are you happy or do you want to be in the playoffs? And he goes, it's not enough. You know, making the playoffs is not enough. And then you heard the post-game reactions after the Spurs win, I mean, Drew Holiday was like, yeah, great, we won, but we're in the playoffs. This is not where we need to be. We, we want more. So when you hear the principal characters kind of not satisfied, that, that gives you the, the thought process, at least that the determination is there and the right mindset is there for this team. You look at Gentry being able to make adjustments throughout the season, with, uh, especially late in the season, either with lineups or – just how to rest players, how to get the most out of players. Um, you look at the ability was he been able to get with, with Rondo. I mean, he benched him towards the end of the year for a little bit because he wasn't playing well. He knew when to give him rest, when not to. Um, just there are so many, like I said, five or six for sure that I can come up with that, that tell me, hey, why not? They can do that. And what did you see at the very end? This team, the last month and a half of the season, became clutch. Right? I mean, during that 10 game win streak, they closed out games or they won games late or they held on to a one point lead in a minute. I mean, I'm with you. My palms are sweating. I'm like, this is it. They're blowing it. Like, and, and the series is over. Because, I mean, you, you blow a 19 point lead and then you lose that game. How do you bounce back in game two? You know, and then game three, all of a sudden, you're down two. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm thinking worst case scenario. Meanwhile, Drew Holiday is stealing a, a, a pass. And I'm, I'm going, okay, that's great. And then AD shoots. I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm thinking, worst case scenario, and then he blocks the shot at the rim. And then AD gets two rebounds and knocks down two sets of free throws, and they come home with the win. And I'm going, I need to start believing. <laughs> well, Gus, I- I'm curious uh, what you think about tonight. Because I, I said earlier in the show, I think that the Portland Trailblazers will, will tie it up tonight simply because I think Lillard and McCollum really didn't shoot it well in the first game. And I don't see them coming out and shooting as poorly as they did right. in the second game. I'm curious to get your thoughts on, on what you think will happen tonight. Yeah, you know, it's, it's almost interesting. I almost think, because I'm with you, like, there's no way McCollum and, and Lillard are going to shoot as poorly as they did in that first half. They're going to come out and try to initiate. There's one thing that stood out to me in their post-game presser, and they kept saying over and over again that they couldn't believe that um, – Lillard and McCollum only had three free throws combined. Now, you hear that initially going, oh, what, they did not get to the line? Or was there not enough calls? They had more free throws than the Pels. It was 12 to 10. So New Orleans, I want to think, was 7 of 10, and Portland was 9 of 12 or something. So there weren't a lot of free throws on either team. So the whistle was kind of even. I mean, when you look at it like that, they got two more free throws than the Pels at home I in the playoffs. I Okay, fine. That's acceptable, understandable in terms of, I didn't feel it. They got more whistles, and I thought they let some contact go on both sides. So, but as we know, when you say things like that in the postseason, you're basically saying we're coming out, opening tip. The first thing Lillard and them are going to do is they're going to drive to the basket, right? I mean, that's what I need to do. I need to get AD in foul trouble. I need to get Miritich in foul trouble. I need to get some of those guys that had, you know, because they both had four blocks in the game. I need to get him in foul trouble. I need to drive at Drew Holiday 
instead of making because right now he can play defense in the perimeter guarding and he's stopping me and he's stealing balls and doing those things. Fine, drive at him, driving at him, pump fake, and I'm doing old man basketball. I do six pump fakes in the lane, wait wait for him to foul me. I mean, I just I got to get them in foul trouble. I got to get them out of sorts. So I absolutely expect Portland to just drive, 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 drive and then go into their pick-and-roll sort of offense that they, they're known for. So what do I do if I'm the Pels? And, you know, I, I think I expect that. And do I dare do what I think I would do but could hurt you? Damien wants to go off. McCullum wants to go off. Let one of them do it. You can't let the other. I make sure McCullum doesn't. If Lillard wants to go off, he can. He had 41 points in the last meeting between these two teams in New Orleans. And... They didn't win the game by a large margin, and if you remember, that was the game AD was not healthy. He was coming off of that ankle sprain, and I thought the Pels actually could have won that game. So, you know, do you do the old school philosophy and thought where, you know, hey, Jordan wants to go for 61, Kobe wants to go for 50, do it. You can't let anybody else do it. So, that's what I'm afraid of, because here's the difference in home and, and, and road playoff games in the NBA. I mean, as long as I can remember, you're Supporting cast characters tend to play better at home than they do on the road, right? And the Pels are able to pretty much keep those guys at bay. I think if you do that again tonight, that's fine if tomorrow you're looking at Damian Lillard despite his 40-some-odd points or 12 threes, Blazers can't pull. You know, you know what I'm getting at? Let him go off because – He's a scorer where he's not of an assist guy. Guys like LeBron and things of that nature, they actually can get going with their points but also get an offense going. So if Willard wants to play iso ball and he wants to play NBA jams versus the Pels, I think I let him do that tonight if that's what he wants to do because you switch it up. They're going to be preparing for what you did in game one, bringing out a big, bringing him back down low, kind of showing a body around the three-point arc so he has to go around two bodies for picks and rolls and stuff. Show him something different. Let him go. Let him score. Let him try to take those shots. Let him knock down those shots. And what you have to do on the other end is you attack. You keep doing exactly what you do. If the Pels continue to attack the basket like they do and they move the ball around, then they should be fine. But I think that's what I try to do is, you know, hey, if you want to go off, that's fine. And then you lock down on McCollum. Yeah. Last question I got for you, Gus. Uh, you, you mentioned Drew Holiday. I think if you look at the active participants in the NBA playoffs right now, uh, I, I, I think of Clay Thompson and Jimmy Butler as the best two-way players right. in the NBA. Do you think Drew Holiday deserves to be in that conversation after the way he's played toward the, the latter part of this season? Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I, I think, and, and, not, and I'm not going to say erroneously or, you know, wrongly, that we thought um, that he wasn't a good – he's a good player. I mean, he was, a, he was an all-star in the East, however you want to look at it, you know, say the East and West, which conference is better. But he has talent. He has size. And even going into last year, when he was in and out of the lineup, Dino and I in our show would always say he is the best defender on the team is the best ball defender the team has he's always been that good so this is not anything new if you've covered and watched the team the the big difference is you're seeing healthy drew holiday guys he missed one game this year that was due to flu one one game so 
you know, you saw that. Also, he's had, he had an off-season to understand and acclimate how to play with DeMarcus. And even still, it took a while for the team to gel until, you know, he kind of stopped playing point center. And, and again, that's why I said last week, Alvin Gentry, to me, coached three teams this year, right? He coached the October through mid-December team that couldn't be consistent, that blew games and lost games to bad teams that, you know, couldn't figure it out. He's like, he wants guys to take jump shots. The problem is they were taking it at bad times. They didn't have the ball movement. They didn't buy in to try to play defense. And I think Rondo was still trying to learn how to assert himself. Then you have the midway point where they start kind of playing that way. You're starting to see the defense pick up. They understand playing with pace helps, passing the ball, and then the markets gets hurt. Now you have to coach a whole other team because it's not what you were playing and adjusting to. And I actually think this offense fits Drew a little bit better because it's just him and, and, and AD, and it's, you know, it's him kind of controlling it at times. But then he'll also tell you that Rondo can run the show and he's adjusted really well to being the two-guard, yet attacking and, and knowing what he has to do. And Look, if he's not having to control the ball, he's allowed, energy-wise, to guard a little more and, and do a little more. So, to your point, Clay Thompson has Steph Curry, right? I mean, so, you know, Butler, for the most part, look, he kind of does it on his own, but either in Chicago or Minnesota, he's got some pretty big guys to help him there as well. But I think when it comes to just the defense as well, when you have Rondo and he had to, what, 17 assists, 14 assists twice in the last three or four games of the season, um, if he's controlling the ball, then you can sort of not take a break on it, but it helps you. It helps you kind of conserve a little of that energy and then use that late in the game on defense like he did um, back on Saturday. Guys, final question. I was in New Orleans uh, two weekends ago, and something shocking happened. Uh, they switched off the LSU-Texas A&M game at this bar-slash-restaurant uh, that I was at for a Pels pregame. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed a difference? Are, are people on board with the Pels now? Is the fever catching? Well, I definitely think what you've seen, and um, then I, uh, a couple of friends of mine were at French Quarter Fest over the weekend, they said the amount of Pels gear well, was alarming. They were just not ready for it, but... I'll say this. I do think people love the colors and, and the change, which is hilarious because initially people went nuts on it, right? Mm. And But for whatever it is, people thought it made it their own or, you know, they, they dug it. But um, I would say about a month ago, especially when they were in that 10-game win streak, I know folks like me, Scott Kushner, Jake Madison, who I, I would probably say the two best that cover the, the city, Locked on Pels and the Advocate. They and myself and, and really all the TV stations like Fletcher and stuff or Channel Six. We were like, okay, enough. You know, it's like, I, I, what is it that you need for them to to have people at the arena? Like, well, they need a win. They've won ten straight. Well, they need somebody that's that's a good one. It's Anthony Davis. I mean, I I don't know what what you know. So you ran out of excuses. As to why you didn't go. Now, look, if you want to tell me, look, they're expensive, you can't go all the time, and it, that's fine. The least you can do, Aaron, is what you just said. Put the game on. Because I've experienced what a lot of people have experienced here in the city, where I'm at dinner during the season, or I'm at somewhere having a beverage or meeting a friend or, or something, and there it is, you know. I don't know. The ESPN game is on. I, I remember being at, at a restaurant uh, on a Saturday, and, well, I want to say it was 
yeah, we're playing at Cavs in February, I think, and um, they had the ESPN game on, and I'm like, why? I'm like, you you have a basketball game on on the bar TVs, but it's not the Pels, and I, I couldn't understand it. I went up to the bar today. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. So again, it's just it's just knowledge because at the end of the day. When the Saints play, right, every TV wherever you go in the city has the Saints game on, doesn't it? So you know everyone knows what time, everyone knows what channel. Um, it's remembering what Fox Sports New Orleans is, what channel that is, or whatever provider you have. But, again, it's just it's just following it. I mean, I get you can't go to games. You guys are up there a couple hours north of us, right? But you can put the game on. I mean, I'd, and just follow it. You'll be interactive with it. These dudes love, love to tweet. Tweet at AD. You know, tweet at the team. Tweet during the game. I mean, just be interactive, and you can still follow and be be a part of it. And, and um, I think you're seeing that way more than you have in the past. But, again, just like anything else, guys, winning solves everything. Um, I tend to joke and poke fan, you know, fun at, at the Saints fans on our show a little bit because – during seven to nine seasons, I got it all. I heard and listened to calls or read tweets at me. You know, maybe it's time for Sean to go. It's time to clean house. Loomis is done. You know, Sean, let him go to the you know the Colts, whoever it is that wants him. And you know, it's time for Drew to trade. I mean, I heard it all. Right? Last year, oh, Super Bowl extension and the greatest. So winning matters, right? I mean. When you were in year two of that seven and nine three year stretch, people were leaving in the third quarter. So Saints fans are like through thicket, stop it. Stop it. When when Carolina was whooping the Saints like forty something to ten in the third, the dome emptied out. I was there. I saw it, right? I mean so winning matters and solves everything. Same thing like I said to the LSU fans, right? You're diehard. Well, we only go to the games that matter. SEC games to go. I was there. I saw it. I saw it. It was about a third empty, if not almost two-thirds empty against Auburn. I saw it. So it's funny now, 140,000 people saw the Auburn comeback. You know? So, so winning matters. Winning solves everything. And I'll say this. If they can get to the second round, I think it'll be a nice bump into next season, okay? Because if you get into the second round, you're facing Golden State. There aren't that many games. You're going to be on TNT or ESPN. So national audience, and more importantly, I think it's, it's, a, you know, it's a sexy matchup with stars. Steph Curry will be back, and who knows what might happen. If you make that a series, even if you lose it, I, I think people will get excited, and I think people will see it. And – Look, I, I, there's there's a there's a dead spot for a while, you know. After football, it's almost like I call it the football hangover. People are like, yeah, start a baseball. Yeah, oh, it's the playoffs, great. And then for some reason, your 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 sports attention starts getting there, right? It's summer. People have summer vacations coming. They're excited about that. The draft is coming. OTAs is around the corner. Mini camps. Football's back in the jargon on a daily basis coming. So. I think people start to pay a little bit more attention. So I've always said, if you can get into May and you're still playing, that helps your basketball team. If you're still playing late April, it helps your basketball team because it's just a lot more attention, I think, is paid to sports overall. Gus, people want to hear more of uh, the breakdown of the Blazers and the Pels. Where can they find you later today? 
12 to 3. Uh, tune in radio app, absolutely free. Just put in ESPN New Orleans and uh, it'll be there. You can tweet at us as well, at ESPN Radio Nola, or tweet at me, at GCAT underscore 17, G-K-A-T-T underscore 17. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, guys. Lillard and McCollum, he went, Lillard went 6 for 23. McCollum went 7 for 18 from the field in game one. Yeah. Don't see that happening again. I was just, it baffled me. Maybe it was because A&M was beating LSU that night. It was a Friday night. Uh-huh. And then they switched it. And I was, whoa. And it was actually the pregame coverage, which I, I thought was, I thought that was major strides that, that the Pels had been taking. And somebody took it upon themselves to turn LSU baseball off for Pels basketball. Yeah. No small thing indeed. Uh, coming up next, a little short segment. You can continue weigh in, 888-993-7762. Then at 8.30, Lane Burroughs, Louisiana Tech's head coach, will join us to discuss the Diamond Dogs. We're back after this. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Get your crawdaddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your crawdaddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklins. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Sam busted my chops a little bit after I busted Jake's chops in the 7 o'clock hour. Jake was talking about uh, Ole Miss, Hugh Freeze bested, Nick Saban, and I said, come on, man. How conversational is that? And then Sam says, a little late, but Aaron, you need to expand your vocabulary like saying, just last week, OCS bested Cedar Creek in a squeaker. See how it works. Yes, I do. I Thanks, just don't Sam. think it's very conversational. No, it is. It is. You've been proven wrong this morning. Uh, Donald uh, wants to know, do you guys know if there's an HD listing of Fox Sports New Orleans? It's always frustrating for me to pay my 
huge cable bill and not be able to find the Pels game in HD? Uh, it just depends on who who you have cable with. Me personally, I have uh, Xfinity, and it's channel 401 for me, mm. <laughs> if that helps at all. Uh, but it's like Fox uh, Southwest or what? I don't. It's what Fox South maybe. I don't know. But uh, they've carried every Pels game this year, mm. just about. Um, yeah, that that's what it is for me. Yeah, good news tonight though. It's on TNT. You should be able to follow that. It's right by uh, True TV. There you go. Because <laughs> you know where True TV is, yeah. don't you? After March Madness, yes, I do. You should. Uh, so we only got a couple minutes. Uh, so I'll just ask you this question that I thought about. What is more likely to happen in this NFL draft? You know, I got to get an NFL draft question in. More likely to happen, Aaron. Five quarterbacks taken in the first five picks, which is something we've discussed before, or no SEC players taken in the first ten picks of the first round, which seems like impossible, right? Because yeah. you're so used to an SEC player being taken in the top ten. Uh-huh. There's a possibility that that wouldn't be the case. What's what's more likely? Five quarterbacks in the first five picks or no SEC player? No SEC pick. player. Five and five. It's crazy, right? But I think that's going to happen. I just do, and I have no reason to believe it except for the fact that we've talked about four. You know, a lot of these mock drafts have four quarterbacks going in the top five. I feel like somebody's going to trade with Cleveland for the number four pick and try to, you know, beat whoever's in that five spot, whether it be Denver or whoever. I mean, we don't know what, what trades will take place. Try to get to that four spot and take Baker before the number five team selects a quarterback Mm. and then if that number five team needs a quarterback they're gonna feel compelled to take one and you know what the storyline and the dialogue will be with the national pundits when the guy does not go in the top 10 out of the sec oh the league the conference just not producing the the caliber players that they once did i think that's less likely to happen as crazy as that is because i think someone out there Someone in the top ten has fallen in love with Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's getting out of the top ten. I just don't see it. And, and for those of you who, you know, who remember us talking about college football last year, you know, I watch a lot of SEC, and it was always funny, you know, when some, when a broadcaster had the had Georgia for the first time, the way they would talk about Roquan Smith, seeing him up close and personal live for the first time. I mean, they would just gush over, and there's reason to do that because he was that special of a linebacker. I just don't see any way he's picked outside the top ten. Mm. More draft news and nuggets coming up uh, later this week and, of course, next week as we look forward to the NFL draft there in Big D. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, you'll hear from Elaine Burroughs as the Diamond Dogs get ready for a big week and look to bounce back from a 1-3 week last week. If you have a comment or a question for Elaine Burroughs, hit us up. The Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. We're back after this. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, 
and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus Fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The newest lawn equipment pro center in the area is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power in Monroe is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with Cub Cadets. Over 100 mowers on the ground ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Louisiana Tech Report. We've had two, a twofer today. Skip Holton, 7 o'clock hour, 8 o'clock hour, Lane Burroughs. This is Louisiana Tech Report, brought to you by Legacy Rehab, offer physical, occupational, speech therapy solutions for many of our local healthcare facilities. Whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management, Legacy covers it all. Is it good, Jake, that I stumble over the speech part of that reader? Um, no. <laughs> In short, no. A guy that never stumbles, uh, Lane Burroughs from Louisiana Tech, the Diamond Dogs head coach, joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Coach, how are you doing this morning, bud? I'm doing great, Aaron. How you doing, man? Good. We haven't had a discussion like this on a Monday in a long time. The fact you're coming yeah. off, what, a, a one in three week. Uh, new week. I mean, something you say every week. It doesn't matter how successful or what you do over the weekend. you got to start over. And, of course, it starts this week. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we didn't play well last week. Uh, went one and three, and uh, played two really good teams. And and uh, those things happen. Told the guys after the doubleheader on Saturday, hey, we're scuffling a little bit, and the only way to get out of it, get, go get a good night's sleep, get up out of bed the next day, and and uh, get back out on the ball field and keep playing. Uh, I thought uh, our our chaplain Ben Jernigan uh, did a tremendous job on Sunday with our guys that that came to chapel. Uh, talked about character and perseverance and. I don't think it was planned after a doubleheader sweep, but it was pretty appropriate. The timing was perfect, and I know I took it to heart. And uh, It was a good message, and uh, wherever you get it from, it doesn't matter. And I think our guys took it to heart, and we, we came out Sunday and played good baseball like we have pretty much the entire season. So uh, it's a new week, like you said, another challenge in front of us. we got a long week. Uh, we, we start out tomorrow. We're going to leave and go to Lafayette and then uh, stay on the road, go down to New Orleans, fly out the next day to Marshall. So. Uh, tough week ahead of us. We got to be mentally in tune, mentally sharp, and and uh, it's going to be a long road trip. Fans and especially us media schmoes, we like to overanalyze things. And we go back to last week, the highly anticipated showdown with LSU, and of course, uh, a great game. Ultimately, you guys lose two nothing. We thought perhaps there was a little bit of a quote hangover going into the weekend. You think there's anything to that? Well, I think uh, possibly. I just think this time of year, and we, we talk about this a lot, is it's tough to get these guys up for midweek games. Even I didn't think LSU played particularly well. And, and uh, you know, I, 
they come out this weekend and you can't keep them in the ballpark. I know the wind was blowing in uh, against us uh, Tuesday or in our game Tuesday, and there wasn't a lot of offense. Obviously, game was over with in under two hours. But uh, again, I, I just think it's uh, it's one of those deals that's deep in the season. You exhaust so much energy and so much uh, emotion on weekends, and and then boom, you turn around and you're facing another good arm, and they're facing a good arm, and. Uh, you just knew it wasn't going to be an offensive night with the win. They were sacrificed bunting in the third, fourth inning because they knew they were up against a good pitcher, and and uh, they knew it wasn't going to be a lot of runs scored. And uh, ultimately, I didn't I didn't think we played really bad. I thought our defense was really good. I thought David pitched great, obviously, and uh, we just didn't get the big hits. We got runners on. Uh, we just didn't get the hits we needed. They did. Uh, they got them on, moved them over, and got them in uh, with big singles, and uh, that was a difference in the ball game. But you know, I told our guys that's the game. I, wasn't frustrated with the way we played. I thought uh, overall, if you dissect the game and look at it, uh, I thought we played pretty good. You think there's such a buildup for that game, though. Do you think there's a little bit of a letdown then after it, after you're not able to knock out the Tigers there? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, obviously you want to go on the road and uh, you're playing a team whose RPI is going to be smoking by the end of the year just based on their conference schedule. And it's an opportunity to get a big road win against a team that's going to help you. If you uh, if you're sitting there and need the large bid at the end of the year, but again, it's baseball and you, you can't look too much into it. And uh, you know I, I know it was frustrating to our guys, and uh, we knew we were facing a great opponent uh, this weekend as well. When Charlotte coming into town, the best hitting team in our league, uh, going by the numbers, and it proved uh, it proved true. I thought they swung the bats really well, and uh, especially on Saturday in the doubleheader. And, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Obviously, uh, we we're not. Uh, we want to get to the point, like I told our guys the very next day of practice, we, we get our program to the point where we're not just happy going down there and playing good. And we got to come out of there with a W. At the end of the day, uh, when, we're, when we're moving where we want to be and get to where we want to be, we expect to go in and win those games. And I thought our guys played hard. I, I just It was one of those ball games that it, it was non-offensive, and uh, they got the big hits, and we didn't. You mentioned, of course, Saturday uh, getting swept, and then the message to the team, on Saturday and then Sunday morning going into a very important game, not getting swept at home and at least salvaging one of those games. You had to be very, uh, you know, very happy about how you guys performed then on Sunday to come back and at least get that one ball game. Man, I was, uh, you know, we, we scored one in the first game on Saturday in the first inning, got the lead, and then uh, we, we went out and put up eight zeros. We didn't score again, didn't cross home plate. Uh, we turn around game two, we come out, we challenged our guys uh, we sent them to the locker room. We challenged them to, to come out, and they did. I mean, they came out. We were ready to play, and we put a four spot up in the first inning and didn't score again. So, uh, again, had the opportunity to win the ball game. We give up three-run homer that ultimately sealed our fate. But we had an opportunity in that very same inning when they scored five that uh, we had two double play balls. We didn't turn it and uh, told our guys that's the game. We win together. We lose together. It's a team game. And uh, you, when you when you break down the inning, we had every opportunity to get out of that inning, a couple of average plays that we talk about over and over. we got to dominate average plays, and we didn't. Uh, you know, and everybody will talk about three-run homer, but if you dissect the inning, uh, we should have never been in that position, and we were. Uh, and we, we ultimately, that sealed our fate. The guy drove, we hung a breaking ball, and he drove it out of the ballpark, and, and uh, they put up a five spot and beat a six-four. But uh, I thought we came out with some energy and passion. I thought we were flat. In game one, Aaron, I thought um, game one was the worst ball game we played all year. I don't. We get beat nine one, and I don't even think it's close. Uh, was not happy with um, how we came out. I thought we were flat, lethargic, and 
we bounced back in game two. We just didn't make the plays when we needed to. And then, obviously, on Sunday, I was very pleased uh, with the way the guys came out. And, and uh, they came out with their hair on fire. And we hit a sixth spot in the first. And I said, here we go again. And, uh, but we were able to score in multiple innings. And they made a run at the end of the ball game. But we held them off. Uh, Tim on the Stuart Shelby uh, text line wants to know, as well as Leal continues to pitch, any uh, ideas about putting him in the weekend rotation? That's a legitimate question. I respect that. Uh, you know, right now, no. Uh, we only have three more midweek games, and we need to win those, too. They're important. And, you know, I, I think now you're at the point of the season, Aaron, where you answer the question that um, you start messing with those guys' routine and, and uh, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I mean, uh, but, but he'll pitch tomorrow night, and there's a, there's a possibility it could. I, I like our weekend guys. Miller pitched a lot better uh, this weekend than he did the previous two. Uh, but you start messing with those guys' routine and what they do during their during their week between starts, and you know what? Now if you if you bump layout of the weekend, now he's he's had ten days, eleven days off, or whatever. And uh, now you really you've messed with his routine and. Um, you know, the thing that I like about our club is if we get in a tournament situation and we have to win it, uh, we have five legitimate starters. And there ain't a lot of college baseball teams, I think, that can say that. So I think we can make a run in a tournament situation. But, uh, you know, simply put, I think right now we'll stick with what we got. But legitimate question, and it's, it's one that's been raised in our office uh, in coaches' meetings as well. So uh, but right now we'll stick with what we got. Before we get to this matchup with the Cajuns tomorrow night, I wanted to ask you about uh, Taylor Young. He made another web gem this weekend. I know you had big expectations for him coming out of West Monroe. At what point did you realize what a, a gamer that this kid can be for you guys? It was early on in the fall. I mean, he uh, he just attacks the game, and uh, he plays with no fear. He uh, He's not worried about failing. And when you can get past that and not worry about the fear of failure, uh, especially in our game, you're going to have success. And, you know, the thing I like about Taylor is, you know, it, I'm a football guy, and uh, this guy's out here returning punts and scoring touchdowns for a very, very good high school football team at a high level. And, and uh, so you know there's a level of toughness about him. And uh, he's my kind of player. That's what I tell him all the time. He's, uh, it's just he's scrappy, he's tough, and he plays with an edge, a chip on his shoulder. And, and uh, we knew early on just the way he attacked the, the game in the fall. It, you can tell those freshmen, a lot of them come in and they kind of feel their way around and tiptoe around trying to feel people out. And, hey, Taylor, was he was all in from the get-go, man. He he uh, attacking the game. And I tell our guys all the time, I need you to your actions to scream, you can't get on the field without me, Coach. And, and uh, ultimately, early in the season, we went with the older guys. And he didn't play out at Malibu, but maybe I think he had one at bat and maybe a, he got on defense one inning and I told him to hang with us. And, and uh, he did, kept working hard and, once we put him in, I mean, he's just he's been playing tremendous for us. And, you know, the thing about Taylor, if you look at the numbers, Aaron, I know you do, I think 22 walks, seven punch outs, the guy gets on base. I mean, he uh, the batting average isn't that high. We don't we talk about the batting average being the devil. We don't always look at that. I, I know a lot of people do. That doesn't tell the whole story. But Taylor Young gets on base. And uh, you get on first base, you cross home plate. Uh, that's what it's all about. We enjoyed watching the Cajuns stumble out of the starting gates. They have responded in a big way. I believe they've won five in a row, eight of their last nine. I guess you're yeah. expecting walking into a hostile environment come tomorrow night. Yeah, they they really offensively they weren't they weren't clicking early in the year, and and uh, they went to Southern Miss about two weeks ago and split a, a midweek uh, kind of matchup on Tuesday Wednesday, and 
and they put up a lot of runs. And it seems like ever since then they they got a little confidence going offensively. And when you play those guys, you know you're going to run into good arms. That's kind of their deal. Always has been. All the way back to Ron Guidry. I mean, we can go all the way back. Uh, they've always ran great arms out there. So you know you're going to see a great arm. Uh, and now that they're they're kind of playing with some confidence on the offensive side of the ball and. And, uh, you know, they're, they're looking to get as many wins as they can as well, uh, get in their tournament or to get in a regional and, and make a run. So, yeah, it's going to be a big game. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a rivalry, and uh, I know our guys will be up to the, to the task. And, again, re- very proud of the way we played Sunday, and if we can continue that, uh, obviously I like our chances. So, Lane, do you guys just pack a huge suitcase and just stay on the road as you go then to Marshall this weekend? What are the logistics of that? Man, I tell you, it's it's tough, uh, especially, with, you know, we don't charter jets in baseball, and uh, it, it makes it tough. And, yeah, that's what you got to do. And I tell you what, on our, our managers and our, our guys that help with the laundry and, and packing all our stuff, that's uh, we all pitch in. I, you know, I got a soft spot in my heart for those guys. They work so hard and don't get the credit, and you can't do it without the MCAM link. And Marshall Boggs do a great job helping us in that capacity. And, yeah, you just you pack for a long road trip, and here's the kicker, Aaron. It's uh, we're playing in Beckley, West Virginia, which is about an hour and a half, I guess, from Marshall's campus, uh, and it's snowing there right now. So you kind of got to pack. Uh, you don't know what you're running into. It's going to be cold up there, so uh, it'll be warm in Lafayette, cold in West Virginia. So you you do have to pack a lot, and uh, we'll 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 mosey on down to New Orleans after the game uh, on Wednesday. And I know Tulane's going to help us out, and they're going to wash our stuff and allow us to use their facility to wash our uniforms and, and straps. And uh, and then we'll get on a plane Thursday and head to West Virginia. And we don't get into late, so we probably won't be able to practice on Thursday. So it it's uh, again, it's a it's a mental challenge. Our guys have got to be tuned in, and and uh, you know we're at the halfway point in league play, so every game from here on out is important. And you're right, it's it's a long long road trip ahead of us. But again, we. We're not going to look at excuses. We're going to go out and attack it and uh, do the best we can. Coach, as always, we appreciate the time. This could be a defining week for the Diamond Dogs. Good luck on the road. No doubt. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. Lane Burroughs, Louisiana Tech's head coach. He joins us every Tuesday around 8.30 or so. Brought to you by Legacy Rehab. That batting average is a liar. That's what Coach was saying there. I like that. That's a tough road trip right there. Then they'll come back, and, of course, uh, next week they'll get the Cajuns at home, and then they'll go back on the road against uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, Louisiana Tech, if you're curious now, RPI ranked 72nd in the country. Yeah, and ULL's right there? 74. Yeah, 74. So big game tonight, or tomorrow tomorrow. night, sorry. Let's take a timeout coming up next. Uh, Jake is ready with some parting shots as we put a bow on this show. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king.
Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small? or too large well you better call dr weber first on that one three four five forty five forty five good morning here's latest weather conditions for our area mostly sunny sky with warm temperatures today in a high of 83 degrees partly cloudy skies not quite as cool tonight a low 59 mostly sunny skies with a 20 percent chance of rain on tomorrow and a high of 81 degrees Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Jake, I don't know if I should apologize or it's a good thing that we've been so guest-heavy today with us. Skip Holtz, Mike Collins, Gus Cattengill, and Lane Burroughs, but I know you are itching to get a piece of this mic. Itching, well, You've yes. been hitting it all morning. <laughs> I've been very clumsy today. I don't know why I've been knocking You bested the mic. I bested the mic. <laughs> Mike had no chance this morning. Uh, you want to give our little parting shots? Well, yeah, let's go. I know you're ready to go. Right. Parting shots brought to you by Noah. Okay. Well, Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'd love to see some of you do a little bit of research, and I think I'll be able to find six pallbearers. There is no such thing as a flop. It takes a field for our football team. And really do my heart good. The Morning Drive takes its parting shots. Short and sweet. like that. I had a couple of things, and then I'm going to get to uh, the big story that Yahoo had yesterday, which we won't overreact to, but I think it's worth discussing. So first, uh, Wendell Carter is headed to the draft from Duke, which means Duke will have to replace its entire starting lineup, which is pretty crazy. How are they going to fill that? Well, they have four or five-star recruits, Mm -hmm. so they'll be just fine. But I just thought it was funny that they have to replace their entire starting lineup. Um Another small tidbit, Tom Brady is going to miss some off-season workouts due to working with our buddy, Alex Guerrero, Ooh. the guy we love to discuss. Um, Tom versus time. Tom versus time. This is the first time in eight years that Tom Brady will miss a chunk of the off-season. Hmm. And uh, you know Bill Belichick So loves. how does he handle that? that that's uh, interesting. It Bill is Bar- interesting. Yeah. And I think uh, Gronk's going to work out with him some, too. He already has been working out with Alex Guerrero, which you know Bill Belichick doesn't like. 
So Belichick basically last year, in case you missed the story, this this personal trainer of Brady was getting all this access and basically had an office inside their complex and fi- and flew with the team, basically put an end to that, said, we're done with this. It was kind of a power play between Brady and Belichick. Yes, and he didn't want players to go see him. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Brady kept seeing him and he would bring some other players to see him. So it just caused a further rift. Uh, between the two and then of course when the time versus time documentary came out you got more of an inside look on the role and how important this guy has been to Tom Brady's career he's like his right hand man he's literally does it all for yes him. nutrition workouts and then he's a masseuse he's everywhere speaking of sports documentaries I tried all or nothing with Michigan all or nothing is the Amazon Prime documentary where they follow uh, usually NFL teams they did it on Houston uh, I think it was Houston, no, Arizona, and they did it on Los Angeles. Uh, anyway, they did it with Michigan, uh, the Michigan Wolverines. I tried to watch the first episode where they went to Rome. Oh, snooze fest. I gave up on Harbaugh it. couldn't carry Which it. is a shame. Harbaugh had an awesome speech at the beginning about when he was a kid and how he made himself not like ice cream. Mm. It, it, that part was worth watching, but the rest, snooze fest. Mm. All right, on to the main event. What I've got uh, this morning is uh, just a couple of figures from – this post by Yahoo Sports about the decline in MLB attendance. Now, again, don't overreact to it. It's just the first month, but uh, it is some worrisome figures. Um, compared to last season at this juncture, the Red Sox are down about 2,500 fans a game. The Cubs and Cardinals are down about 5,000. The Cleveland Indians' average crowd has dropped more than 5,000, and the Rangers more than 7,000. The Pittsburgh Pirates, more than 7,500. The Blue Jays, Tigers, and Royals each are in the 8,000 fan range. The Miami Marlins, no surprise, are pushing 10,000. But the most severe is Baltimore, who have played six games at home and are at almost 16,000 fewer per game. That's a bit alarming. So I know a lot. My follow-up question would be, what are the regional ratings and how well they're doing with their broadcast? With TV, I don't have broadcast numbers, but I have attendance numbers. Right. Now, um, I'm not I'm not done spewing these numbers at you. Um, so, weather has had an impact. You have to take that into account. Um, but the average crowd of 27,532 over the 221 MLB games played this season is about 2,700 fans per game lower than last year at the same point now over the course of a full season that would amount to a drop of more than 6.5 million fans but the article does say the last time the league suffered through an april with more postponements than this was 2007 and over the first 225 games that season the average crowd was 29,888 by the end of the year that went up to 32,700 so you know, don't overreact to that, but I think it's something to monitor and see if attendance does pick up because so far attendance has been down in MLB games. Uh, ben and John weigh in. Ben says weather around Major League Baseball has been awful, going to blow away the postponement record for the month of April. I would tell that that was something to do. That has something to do with it. Sure. John and Rustin says MLB should stop worrying about the pace of play and stop charging $4.75 for a bottle of water then they might get their higher attendance. Well, that's everywhere, man. I mean, I, look, when we went to that Pelicans game about a month ago or so, nachos, Aaron, mm. nachos were $8. Mm. And my 
stupid friends paid for it. Yeah, expensive cheese. Yeah, and it was bad, too. Oh, there's no way I'm going to pay for that. Uh, my parting shot, uh, I always brag about awfulannouncing.com. They always have some pretty good stuff on there with uh, facts and figures. There's an editorial here by uh, Philip Bupp or Boop. He's got an unfortunate name, but he really makes a great point here. How, of course, the media continues to change, and it's all about clickbait, and, of course, how it's all centered around being negative, and how negative, unfortunately, now sells in this business. In his editorial, and I couldn't agree with him more, he says he could write a well-researched 2,000-word article about how LeBron James is the most complete player of our generation because he not only wins games and championships, but also includes his teammates. It's quite possible that no one would read that 2,000-word article even if he spent 10, 15 hours you know, with stats and, and analysis of it. At the same time, he could turn around and write a 200-word post titled, LeBron James is the least clutch player in NBA history, and of course, just you know, cherry-pick off several things that LeBron has done, including missing game winners, and that article would literally probably take him 10 minutes to write, and he would get all kinds of clicks on it. So Dan Patrick, of course, came out the last couple of days talking about the way that this business is going and how that is how kind of this business is now generating. A lot of people think that's how you could be successful is turn negative, turn heel. And all you got to do is look literally at the likes of Skip Bayless. And uh, Philip Boop's uh, editorial, he writes, I want to be Dan Patrick. I don't want to be Skip Bayless. Maybe being Skip Bayless is the path towards rich and famous, but I couldn't do without sounding completely fake and sacrificing my values as a person and as a professional. Given all the layoffs in the sports media and media in general, not being a hot take artist might result in me going back to working retail, but I know that's the only way I can do this and be proud of the work that I have done. And if it doesn't work out, so be it. I'll find something else to do. It's better than spending a career being negative just for the sake of being negative. Yeah, I can't agree with that more. Yeah. I mean, when I first when i went to college and was pursuing this that was in the back of my head is i'm going to try to be the anti-skip bayless i think that's what everyone should try to to be because why would you yeah just but go then of course getting out I of college and they're looking at this guy's getting paid six and a half million dollars a year I, yeah i get it i get the money but do you want to sell everything mm -hmm. your values for that like yeah It'd be easy to come on here and just blast everybody, mm -hmm. and I'm sure ratings would probably climb because mm -hmm. of that, because people would want to hear how ludicrous and ridiculous we could be, but that's just not what we're about. 888-993-7762. We probably should have started off with that this morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody have a fantastic day. I want to thank uh, Skip Holtz for coming on, Mike Collins, Gus Kattengale, and Lane Burroughs. Tomorrow morning, it is Wednesday, so I think it's Saul Graves. We'll have him at 7.30 and also uh, Michael Federico as, man, a uh, big ball game tonight with uh, ULM versus Grambling. Got to feel like the Tigers feel like they got a great shot against the Hawks. Yes, and we also need to start taking nominations for top 10 Thursday. We will take those tomorrow. Uh, the Edge is coming up next. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.